0: It's probably not, Uh, but I'm not the judge, so I just have to assume that, and when I get an opportunity to teach on Wednesday nights, I try to go more for doctrine, because our church is here, and and I have more of a probability that saved people will be here on Wednesday night, and uh, so I want to give a... A lesson tonight that's not very popular, but I think it's needed, especially for our younger Christians. And uh, I want to talk about the destruction of false religion. Destruction of false religion. Now, the old preachers that I was raised under said made a statement like this: "You can do religion." But God gives salvation, and 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 we see so many people today in religion, and it is said, it is said that there's seven billion people on the earth this uh, today. I don't know. I've just heard that, and uh, uh, there's a there's a billion Roman Catholics, and there's a billion Muslims, and there's a, a, a approximately that's what. Uh, the census has said, and there's approximately a billion of uh, the uh, uh, Buddhist cults, various Buddhist cults throughout Asia. They are very, very numerous, and our government has invited them into the United States. And like one preacher said, it wouldn't be so bad invite these foreigners in if they didn't bring their gods. But they bring their gods. And so that's one reason I think that our nation is in is in a bad shape. And i got to get right into this if I get delivered on it. So Matthew 24. Matthew 24. You Bible readers are pretty well acquainted with Matthew 24. And I want to read the first five verses. This is the Lord speaking, mostly. And uh, I'll get right into that. Matthew 24, verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came unto him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Jesus said unto them, see you not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And we believe that that happened when the Romans uh, obliterated Jerusalem in A.D. 70. And according to history, about 90 years later, they did it again. And they and at that time, uh, the Jews were, in their opinion, uh, so rebellious until they plowed the place up where they could plow it and sowed it with salt. The Romans did that. And so Jesus told them it was coming. And verse 3 says, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him, privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, the people, the deception is, is people claiming to be something that they're not. And the, they could not deceive very many people in America, uh, especially in 50 years ago, if they did not use Jesus' name. So they use his name, but, but they do not do what he said do. You see what I mean? Now, can I say this? And you might want to hold your seat on this because uh, Roman Catholicism, not of their doctrine of salvation, not one soul can be saved or has been saved. From here back, their doctrine of salvation. Now, I don't mean that people can't be Roman Catholics and turn and get saved, born again, and become Christians. But but I just want to point that deception out to you because I'm going to talk about destruction of false doctrine. All right, if you will follow me to first Timothy chapter four. First Timothy chapter four. I want to say just a few words about about that. First Timothy chapter four. If I can find Timothy. Oh yeah. It's right after Thessalonians, isn't it? 1 Timothy chapter four. And let me read let me read a few verses here. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sealed with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. What did he say would happen? What did Paul say would happen in the last days? Forbidden to marry? Forbidden to marry? You know... The Catholics forbid their priests to marry, so what they get, they get, they get great sins. They get uh, people into sins that they try to hide, and 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 it comes out on them. And they're just they're just dotted uh, here and there with lawsuits over sexual situations in their church. Now, can I say while I'm at it that all churches? In America today, have that problem, and 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 but but I don't want it. I, I hope we don't have that problem here, and I don't think we do. But but it brings on things like that, and and, and so we see here. Now I want to turn. I want to turn now to Revelation chapter seventeen, and I got to get on with this. If I get through with it, Revelation chapter seventeen, and my subject tonight is. The destruction of, of false religion. Now, so I will be reading Revelation chapter 17 for the time being. And there came to me one of the seven angels who had seven vials, talking to me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will shew thee the judgment of the great whore set upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Now let me stop there just a minute and say, in this chapter, he is, the, the writer is not referring to, uh, to whoredoms and fornication as persons right here. He is more in got in view... With spiritual or religious fornication. So I want you young people to understand that. See. So he's talking about spiritual fornication. Okay. Where did I get to? Down to verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman set upon a scarlet colored beast. Full of names of blasphemy. Having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold, precious stones and pearls having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. All right? She was great to look upon visually. In fact, she was so great to look upon that later on he's going to say, he wondered and marveled at her. But for right now, she, she is very attractive to the world. Very attractive to the world. I mean, I mean, uh, but let me read the next verse. Upon her head was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Now, mother of harlots, what is what is John referring to here? Well, in the world, for the last, uh, started around 350 A.D., the Catholic Church has been, had her, uh, uh, her followers, and they went on ahead, if, and if you have read any of Baptist history, they went on ahead to about uh, on, on through the 800 ACs, the 1400 ADs, and, and, and men of, of, of the Catholic faith begin to see uh, the moral destruction and the moral uh, uh, immorality in that church. And so they started with things to, they, they, they were going to uh, improve the morals of the church. They called it Reformation. We had men like uh, John Calvin, Martin Luther, and others to do that. Now, if you read their history closely, Martin and Luther still baptized babies. They still baptized babies when they left the Catholic Church. Now, Now, what does baptizing a baby, really do when you read the Bible? Get some wet. That's it. But but in that religion, they think that it adds to salvation. The, they, they make a statement that we sprinkle them and give them an opportunity to, to be a Christian. Opportunity. Then they get about 12 or 13 years old, they take them to confirmation. And they'll, they will they uh, will uh, uh, have the priest to, to put his hand on their head and pronounce them uh, uh, all right and with the stipulation that down through life at, at very intervals they need to come to the priest and tell him all their sins. See? Well, where do they find that in the Bible? Where do they find that in the King James? They don't find it in there. We have one high priest. See? And he gets rid of sin. And I told one, and I, now I'm not, I'm not advocating that you be mean to them. Paul said to live peaceable with all men as much as life in you. And that's what we need to do. So I'm friendly to them, but I'm not friendly to their doctrine. Okay? Okay, now let me get back to the to the uh, Reformation people, they were going to reform the Catholic Church. They did not intend, in most cases, to start another church. They just wanted to clean it up. Well, guess what? It didn't work. So here come the here come the other uh, 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 parts, and and the devil. The devil don't care. The devil don't care what a human being believes. You can believe in Jesus. He he wants people to believe in Jesus mentally. He wants that. See, but he don't care what people believe, just so they don't repent and trust Christ as their Savior. All this other. See, you know. And, I, and, you know, I could go ahead and say the same thing about the Methodists. Methodists are granddaughter. They came through the, uh, through the Presbyterians, or through the Church of England, I mean. And, and then we go down to uh, the Church of Christ people. They came down through the Presbyterians, see, and what do they teach? Now, all I'm saying tonight, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to uh, offend anybody, but, but what do they preach for salvation? Well, let's just examine it a little bit. Church of Christ says, come, repent, and, uh, and be baptized, and then uh, let outrun the devil all the way from here to yonder. Now, I know a little about Church of Christ because I had an uncle that was a preacher, and he and I talked. And he would when he went to the table, he would always pray. And when he ended his prayer, he'd say, Lord, save us in the end. And he, and his wife was a good disciple, and I honored them as my uncle and aunt. But she would make statements like, if, my, if our good outweighs our bad, we'll be all right. Now, according to the Bible, not according to me, will that get you saved? You see what I mean? So what did Jesus say? I just read to you in Matthew twenty four. Take heed that no man deceive you. So how do they deceive people? Hey, they got bigger churches than we do, right here in Oklahoma City. See, so they lie, lie, and wait to deceive. See what I mean? Somebody said, "Well, I don't think you ought to throw off on people." Wait a minute. What does the Bible say? Now I just got through mentioning a while ago, seven billion people in the in the world, and 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 they got these great factions, and 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 somebody said, well, well, uh, you just you just got it sliced down to a very small bunch. We'd, I'm not going to turn there and read it, but you can turn there and read it, Matthew chapter seven. Broad, broad is the gate that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. But straight and narrow is the gate, and few there be that find it. Now, I've got to confess, that's the saddest verse in the Bible to me. Jesus himself is saying there, there's not many going to wind up with it. I wish they, I wished he said many's gonna find it, but he didn't say many's gonna find it. So, so I said all that to say, true faith is a very narrow window. Now, it don't make you narrow-minded. I don't mean that, but but it's a very na- narrow window. See, another thing. Let, while I'm thinking about it, let me when, if you happen to talk to any of these people, when I was a child, people would talk to you about their faith. Today, they won't do it. You just can't, oh, I'll go over here and so-and-so, goodbye. And that's okay. But but ask them if they know they're going to heaven. And they, and they don't. They will either say no or evade the question. I'm, I'm not criticizing it. I'm just telling you what the Bible said. Okay. Now, the the real sad situation about this this deal is that people can be good citizens, and I hope they are. I hope all these people that I've talked about are good citizens. But but, what does the Bible say? Their end is going to be. Let me read on. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of saints, with the blood of martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Okay. If you want to see what he's talking about, I don't have time to tell you tonight. You go read The Trail of Blood. That's right. and it's And it's available right here in this building. If you have not read it, you need to read it. And, and you'll see how this verse 6 has been fulfilled. All right? Verse 7 The angel said unto me, Wherefore dost thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman of the, and of the beast which carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was is not yet is I have heard one preacher in particular that preached that this was Judas coming back from the grave I I don't know I'm not going to tell you it is I'm not going to tell you it's not you you just study that for yourself but I've heard that verse 9 and hear it here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Now I think that is literal. Literally, I think that's geographically. Any of you that have had ancient history, one of the th- one of the things about the founding of Rome was that it was founded on seven hills. Do you recall that? Okay, so. You know, the writer here is put, put pretty plain to me. And there are seven kings, five are fallen. One is and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven, goeth into perdition. Perdition means hiding. It goes into hiding. Now, Wait a minute. What? The man of sin, what's his number one trait? Huh? Deception. See, deception. When they get out there, people out in the world say, I I don't believe in him. And he says, let fire come down out of heaven. What do you you think average Oklahomans are going to do? Sure they are. Oh, man, he's got it because I saw it. Wait now. Study your Bible. Study your Bible. All right? I must read on. The ten horns, I'm at verse 12. Which thou sawest are ten kings, which have seen no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings, one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Now here you have the forming of the man of sin in his power. See, the world is going to go after him. Okay? These shall make war with the Lamb, Capital L, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. I like that verse. You're called and you're chosen. You're chosen, uh, uh. Uh, We're not Calvinists, but Jesus says, You have not told the twelve. You have not chosen me. I chose you. And, And Paul, in his writing, says that we were called because of the Spirit. The Spirit calls through the gospel. See what I mean? Now, a preacher can't save anybody. But in our dispensation, you couldn't get... Saved without a preacher. And I'm talking here now. About a declarer. I'm not talking about. A man with a suit on the Bible. A necktie on. I'm talking about somebody declares to people. Look, can, I, can I reference the woman at the well. After she got saved. Can I reference that. Okay. You see what I mean. But but uh, it pleased God. The foolishness of preaching. To save them that believe. See, preaching is necessary for a believer to believe. But the preacher can't, the preacher can't open their heart. Paul didn't even open hearts. Anybody remember the story of Lydia? Paul was preaching out by the riverside, and the Lord opened her heart. Right? Okay, let me read on. Verse fifteen, he saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest where the horse saith, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. So what? What John is emphasizing here, what the Spirit is having John to emphasize, that it's going to be worldwide deception worldwide deception. All right? And the ten horns which thou sawest on the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Verse 17 now, for God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. Now, it seems to me when Antichrist gets on the scene, the false prophets are going to help him get in power. But when he gets the power, his bunch is going to turn against her. Why? I thought they were allies. God puts it in their hearts to turn on her. See, my lesson tonight is the destruction of false, of false uh, uh, religion. All right? and the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth again if you don't know who that is read the trail of blood there was a time in the world when the fourth beast of Daniel who, who was Rome that, that their power was relegated to the popes of Rome I have a history book in my possession that was printed in 1917, over 100 years. They were not careful that back then about diversity. And it, it tells in there of incidents where popes chose kings for European nations. So what does this say here? The one which thou saw us, the great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth? Could that be any any plainer? All right, next chapter. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Skate okay? had a preacher. He preached. and I think he's right. He says, when you talk about Babylon, there is commercial Babylon. There is a, a, a religious Babylon, and there, and there is a political Babylon. See? And I think that's right. They got politics. Right. You see what I mean? All right, next verse. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. Be you not partakers of her sins. And that you have and that you receive not her plagues. Now I've had a a few to say, well, see there, there's there's some saved people there. Wait a minute. Come out of what? Huh? Could it be that I come out of the city because I'm fixed to burn it up? See? So you gotta be careful how you how you analyze these verses. All right? For her sins have reached into heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works, and in the cup which she hath filled, full to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, uh, so much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow, and say, shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, and mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. I think this is going to be literally fire, burn the city up, and the, and the people that that proclaim this stuff. I think that's what it's going to be. I know when you read the book of Revelation, a lot of people say, well, some of this is figuratively. Maybe it is. But it's figuratively or literally, it's true. All right? Because that's what the the Lord told John in chapter 1. Things that must come to pass. So this is coming to pass someday. All right? Next verse. Verse 9. The kings of the earth who have committed fornication and live uh, deliciously with her shall bewail her, lament for her, when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city of Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all thine and wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and, and, and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil. And fine flour and wheat and beast and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. So their business is not only commercial, but it's also religion. See what I mean? It is commercial. But it's religion too. Souls of men. That's what she dealt in, the souls of men. Verse 14, and the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And saying, Alas, alas, that great city which was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold, precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches is come to know. For every shipmaster and all the company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich, all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour is she made desolate. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Now, today, we're not to rejoice at the demise of our enemies. But when God brings this to pass, he commands us to rejoice. That's right. See, like I said a while ago, Paul told Timothy, live peaceful with all men as much as life in thee. And that's what we're supposed to do. But, but we don't mix with their religion. See? All right, verse 21. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, The sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. Why? Because the area is desolate; it's ashes. Okay. Verse twenty-three: The light of candles shall shine no more in thee, uh, more no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom, the bride, shall be heard no more at all in thee for the merchants for thy merchants were the great men of the earth for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth so I I, 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 I don't have many comments I I think the word speaks for itself. Amen. And uh, I just say it's sad that some of my family, and some of your family has got incorporated in some of this. And according to this covenant, we're supposed to try to get them out of it. Now, I know, I know you can't, you can't have war in your family, but you can invite them to hear, uh, hear the truth. And you can make sure that, that people stand in this pulpit preach the truth. See? And I say again, let me remind you in closing. Straight and narrow is the gate. And few there be that find it. And I'm not trying to advocate now. And I've seen this. It, it, it's me, me and four more and no more. It's not that. It's whosoever believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. But with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And we teach and preach that often here. And the reason is, is that we got deceivers. And 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 one of the greatest deceptions is that they use Jesus's name I mean I mean go over go over some time if you uh, to a church that does not teach for by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves it is the gift of God go someplace that that don't teach that and tell them that they don't they don't love Jesus and see what they'll do to you See, they do. They, they think they do. But, but Jesus said, Jesus said, uh, uh, you, 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 you seem to de- be for me, and I'm paraphrasing this, but your heart is far from me. You see what that is? And, and I know most people in America, when you talk about, start talking to them about the Lord, most of them will tune up their religion. Oh, I go to so and so church. Oh, I go to this church. Well, and 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 I don't make fun of that. But it, but if it's not Christ-centered, it's deception. That's all I'm saying tonight. Okay, and let me say again in closing, I'm not advocating that anybody go out there and. And, and, and start a riot, I don't even believe in laying down in the in, in in the street, but but I just wanted our people to know what the Bible says about false religion, and, and yeah, it's scary when you think about how many of people that we know is in that, and 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 most and and. A lot of them is, is very staunchly attached to it. That's why they don't turn around. Right. Okay. Thank you for listening to me. I hope and pray that you'll take this lesson as it was given, not to hatch any kind of variance, not to hatch hatred. And I suppose if, if I'm called on the carpet, that'll be called hate speech. But I want to end it out by saying... There's no hate in it. I read out of the Bible. that's what God said. Okay anybody got anything to say before we go?